Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. Stand for the reading of God's word. If you're ready, shout, bring it on. Listen, just as you, my heart has been broken, challenged by all that I've seen this week. And if there has ever been a moment, a time when I have a word from heaven, I have that word today. I believe God has spoken to me at this critical time. How many of you came and you say, Pastor, I'm here, I'm online, I need a word from the Lord. If that's you, make a little noise in the house right now. These have been precious the most intensest of times. From dealing with COVID-19 to the heartbreaking and wrongful deaths endured by our African-American brothers and sisters. And as a church, we stand for justice and equality. Our cities have burned with natural fire, but I am declaring in faith that a new fire is going to fall, and that is the fire of the Holy Spirit. Come on, that from these natural fires, God can pour out the fire of revival. Can I get a witness? How many of you believe in a God that will bring us a move? I want you to have discernment, people of God, because the Lord can take things that the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. Times of testing occur, but I want to tell you, in Jesus' name, we will learn, we will change, we will be better, and we will prevail. How many of you can say in Jesus' name, we will prevail, we are the people of God? So Revelations 4.1 is where I'm coming from today. As I said, I believe this word is critical, it's prophetic, it's for this moment. The Bible said here in Revelations 4.1, after this, somebody shout after this. We're in a moment right now, but there will be an after this. John said, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I heard first speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. See, the devil wants to make us think that this is all that there is. But I have come to speak on behalf of the Lord. I didn't come to talk about God I came to speak for him. Can I get a witness? Lots of preachers will talk about God. Today, I stand before you to speak for him. I stand before you to speak on his behalf and tell you, precious, you by live stream around the world, there is an after this. Somebody say after this. Slip up your hands if you're ready. Father, lead us, guide us, direct us. Let us know that there is an after this, that nothing takes you by surprise, that there is an after this for people of color, for the church, for people in America, for every race, every background, there is an after this. Devil, we tell you that this is not the end of the story. There is, hallelujah, an after this. People of God have discernment. There is an after this. We thank you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Somebody who's ready to receive, come on, make a little noise in the house. Make a little noise. 
after this. Before you sit down or as you're sitting down, just say after this, after this, after this. Let me tell you something precious. John said, after this, I looked and there was before me a door standing open in heaven and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. Again, just bear with me. Say after this. See, all of hell wants us to think that this is it, that we have come to a place where there will not be transition nor will there be transformation. Hell wants us to think as a nation there can be no after this. But I am here today to blow the trumpet at Calvary and blow the trumpet in the kingdom of God and let the devil know that there will be an after this, that when we come through this, we will come through this better. We will come through this more sensitive. We will come through this more aware. And we will come through this determined in the name of Jesus that we will see a move of God that will transcend color, culture, background, denomination, and people. It will be a catalyst that will bring healing. It will not be the only thing, but it will be a thing that begins the transition and transformation in our nation. Because when God moves, honey. He moves on red, yellow, black, and white, educated, illiterate, Democrat, Republican, and independent. There is an after this. How many of you want to serve every demon and every devil notice that in your life and in your country and in your church and in your family, there is an after this. I'm already preaching. Can I get a witness in this house? Somebody say after this. All of hell wants us to think that there will be no after this. But I want to tell you, there is an after this for our nation. There is an after this for this church. But here it is. There is an after this for you. Come on, some of you have been through seasons and situations where you've struggled. Some of you have been in times where it's been hard, but tell your neighbor, say, don't judge me yet. Come on. If you, if you ain't sitting by nobody, talk to yourself. You're like me, you do anyway. Come on. Tell yourself, there is an after this. See, nothing happens by accident. Times have been hard, situations have been difficult, our hearts have been broken by injustice and things that we have seen. But 2020 is not over. I'm telling you, I believe that God is going to use it. God does not cause bad things to happen, but there are times when he allows it, and God will allow it because his purpose is to use it. I'm telling you the devil thinks that everything that has been manifesting in recent days are going to be our end, but I speak in faith that it's going to be the beginning of a new season. There will be an after this. Somebody say after this. As I look in my own life, in my own seasons, in my own situations, there have been times that I would have never moved, I, I would have never changed, I would have not stayed on course towards becoming the man of God he had called me to be unless I had faced the struggles. It was the struggles of the past and even the struggles of the day that brought about victory in my life. 
It brought about victory for my future. And the truth is, we don't grow in the good times, y'all. We grow in the tough times. We grow in the dark times. We grow in the times that cause us to trust God with all of our hearts. And hell wants to make us think that the Lord has abandoned us. But the devil doesn't know that in this moment, many of us are growing. Many of us are shifting. Many of us are changing. And when we come through this, after this, we will be better. Even in times when I just plain blew it, God used my trials to move me forward. These first six months of 2020 have been hard, haven't they? They've been painful. They've been difficult. But we will not live in our struggle. We will not be strangled by the struggle. We will not marry our misery. Come on, somebody. I am not going to take misery and trial. I have made up in my mind that there is an after this. I want hell to know that there is an after this. I want devils to know that there is an after this. I want, I want everybody to understand that we will not be a church that is quiet, muted, or pathetic, but we will rise up, not by might or by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord and say to a generation, there is and after this, do I have any after this people in the house? Somebody shout after this. Yes, our hearts have been broken and the pain has been real. We have seen injustice and we have seen problems. But I want to tell you there is an after this. God is going to use this season because God wastes nothing. I want you to think about the background of our text in Revelations that I just read to you. Imagine this scenario. It's about 95 AD. The ruling emperor is Titus Flavius. And this godless emperor had demanded to be worshipped not only as king but as Lord God and king. He considered himself a god. And this old apostle of Christ, John, said, I ain't having it. I ain't playing that, I'm not doing that. And for that, he was exiled to this island prison. And it's at this island prison called Patmos. It says in Revelation that he was at the Isle of Patmos. And the Bible said while he was there, in verse 10 he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. <laughs> He's in an island prison. He's there and he's struggling. Things are way less than perfect, but check it out. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha, come on somebody, and the Omega. Now here John is, the old, the old disciple of the Lord. You know John from Peter, James, and John. John the beloved, this very John. He's on Patmos, and he's been placed there to die. If you define the word Patmos, Patmos really literally means this, the place of my killing. It means the dying place. 
So in the mind of Titus Flavius and everyone else, even the church, this island called Patmos was John's dying place. This barren, rocky, dry place. This island is 10 miles long. It's about six miles wide. Patmos is a hell hole. Death and dying are all around John. Torture and torment, beating and screaming are all he hears in the natural and all he sees. And it would be hard for you and I to comprehend what this old apostle was enduring. But look closely at what the text declared written by the hand of John. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, even though he had been sent there to die, even though everything looked destitute and desperate, dry, even though everything seemed awful, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. I came to tell somebody what will get you through this season is when you know that what is in you is greater than what you're in. <laughs> Oh, can I find somebody that will help me preach a little minute? I said, you'll make it when you realize what's in me is greater than what I'm in. We've seen the tragedy. We've seen the injustice. We've all endured COVID-19 together. And these days have been so hard for so many. But I have a word for you. I have something I need to tell you. Who and what is in you is greater than what you're in. John said, I was in the spirit. See, we're not going to make it as a nation unless we have a church that knows how to get in the spirit. We get... We gotta have a church that still knows how to get a touch of God. We gotta have a church that knows how to get in the spirit. I'm telling you, nothing will change in this nation until every church understands that we gotta get in the spirit. I'm talking about the white church, the black church, the multicultural church. I'm talking about the Kojic church. I'm talking about AME. I'm talking about Assembly of God. I'm talking about Southern Baptist. We gotta get out of the flesh and we gotta get in the spirit because if we'll get in the spirit, everything will be all right. Somebody better help me preach in the house today. Huh. Get in the spirit. I said, are there any folks that still believe you can get in the spirit and survive it? John said, I was, I was in the spirit. Now, now, in the spirit, if you transliterate that, if you define that, it literally means wrapped up in his power. John said, I was in the dying place, but I was wrapped up in his power. He was in Patmos. Yes, he was in a hard place. He was in a time of struggle. He was in a season that was hard to understand. But in the midst of all that he was in, he was in the spirit most of all. You missed it. In the midst of all that he was in, he was in the spirit most of all. I said in the midst of all that he was in, he was in the spirit most of all. I don't want to be so all in everything else that I'm not in the spirit most of all. How many of you want to be in the spirit most of all in these times? 
The world is desperate for a church that knows how to get in the spirit. There are times and seasons in our lives when we will go through things precious that we do not understand, places that are dry, places that seem to be our killing place, our dying place, places that are painful. We watch the news and just like you, I'm enraged, I'm without words, I don't even know what to say. We struggle at times and say to ourselves, how will we make it? How will we traverse this? How will our country make it? And I will be honest with you, we will not make it unless we remain in the spirit. We will not make it without a church that knows how to get in the spirit. So I covenant with you as never before that I will lead Calvary Christian Center to know what it is to be a house that gets in the spirit of the Lord that speaks righteousness and justice and truth. If that's what you want, make a little noise in the house. In a place of pain, in a place of peril, in a place of problem, John found a place of power and purpose. He was in the spirit. John made it because in spite of the fact that he was in a dying place, he was wrapped in a cocoon of the power of God. He made it because he was wrapped in a cocoon of the power of God. I've come to tell you, stay in the spirit and you'll make it. Stay in the spirit and no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Stay in the spirit and we'll have revival. Stay in the spirit and we'll see change. Stay in the spirit, hallelujah, and you'll make it. See, critical to passing your test in life is to remain in the spirit, to be wrapped in the power of God. When I'm wrapped by his power, I can make it. When I'm wrapped by his power, I can survive it. John was more in the spirit than he was in his trouble. And in his hardest days, he were wrapped, he remained wrapped by the power of God. Here's my word for you today. I know it's hard. I know times are tough. I know people are struggling on so many levels. But here's my word for you today. Look at me, precious. Stay in the spirit. <laughs> Holler at somebody next to you and say, stay in the spirit. Yeah, yeah, don't get so overcome and swallowed up in the pain that the devil suffocates you and you lose your joy and you lose your destiny and you lose your purpose and you lose your power and you lose your peace because the devil wants to steal all that from you. But you can say, hey, I feel this moment. I experience this moment. I'm crying for change in this moment. I'm doing my part in this moment. But more than anything else, devil, I want you to know that I am a spiritual person and I am walking in the spirit, not controlled by the flesh. Remain wrapped by his power. We won't make it. And hell wins. Watch this now. We won't make it. And hell wins if the church in America doesn't get in the spirit and remain in the spirit. Truth is, if we break it right down into your life. Come on now. If we get right down into your life, if you'll be honest, there are some things you already made it through. There are some seasons you already went through and you would not have made it. 
had it not been for your ability to walk in the Spirit. I'm looking for real folk. There's some of y'all, when that man left you, when that heartache got real, when you got that doctor's report, when you were hanging on and all hell was breaking loose, you only made it because you were wrapped in a cocoon of the Spirit of God and you didn't let what was outside absolutely destroy you because what was in you was greater than what you were in. Hallelujah. Revelations 1.10 says, John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Watch this. And I heard, I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet. See, passing the test of life will require you, watch this, to hear the voice of God. John said, I'm in trouble, but I heard his voice. I'm struggling, but I heard his voice. I'm crying, but I heard his voice. I don't understand it, but I heard his voice. Let me talk to real people. I'm watching the news and I'm unnerved, but I heard his voice. I'm going through trouble, but I heard his voice. See, I'm so glad for a God that won't ignore me in troubled times. People that you've been there for won't even text you back. Preach, Pastor Rayleigh. Talk to us, people that you've helped people that you gave money to. Now when you're struggling and you're in trouble, they don't even acknowledge you. They don't even text you back. Your own family gets funny. Don't let me talk about church people. Church people are with you one minute and against you the next, but I'm glad that even when folk get quiet, God keeps talking. Even when folk shut up, God said, I'll talk to you in a desert. I'll talk to you in a dying place. I'll talk to you in a struggle. Make a little noise if you're glad for a God who never stops talking to you. He said, he said, he spoke to me. He talked to me. See, we must be careful. Watch this now. This is why it's important to remain in the spirit because when we are not in the spirit, we can miss the voice of God. Let me say it again. If we're not careful, we will miss the voice of God if we're not in the spirit. I have come to, I have come to tell you that we've got to stay in the spirit because if we don't stay in the spirit, we will live continually in our pain. We will marry our misery. We will, we, we will think that our trials are just it and that's all there is. But I don't know about you. I have to hear the voice of the Lord in these days. I have to say, God, speak to me. Speak to me. God, I need your voice. John was in a painful place. He was in a hard place. He was in a dying place, but he heard. Come on, somebody. Now, if you look at the word heard in the Greek, heard means to consider, to understand, to perceive. John said, not only did I hear him, I understood him. Not only did I hear him, I understood what he was trying to say. Have you ever been hanging with somebody, you and your family, your sister, your brother, your husband, your wife, whatever it may be, and you're talking to an individual and the guy is talking but you have no idea what he's saying and when y'all get in the car, y'all both look at each other and say, what was that guy saying? You say, I have absolutely no idea. Sound like blah, 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 blah. 
blah, 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 blah. Can I get a witness? It sounded like nothing to me because I was not perceiving what he was saying. Here's what I need to tell you. In an atmosphere of many voices, you must strive to hear his voice, because everybody's got an opinion right now. Everybody can tell you what ought to happen. Everybody can give you their opinion on Facebook. Y'all ain't shouting me down, but I'm gonna keep right on preaching because wrong voices will devastate you. You can't listen to just any old voice. You will have many voices in your ear. There'll be Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and social media. Voices that declare give up. Voices that will tell you it ain't gonna get better voices that will tell you quit on your family, surrender to sin, doubt, compromise, divorce, death, and division, voices that will tell you nothing can change. But I, I, I have made up in my mind that I don't care what Johnny come lately has to say. Let me hear what the voice of the Lord is in this moment. Talk to me, God, so I can talk to your people. If you want to hear the voice of the Lord, Holla at you, boy, come on. That's why you have to stay in the spirit. Because if you don't stay in the spirit, you won't discern the voice of the Lord. Walk in the spirit and perceive, hear the voice of the Lord. Perception is critical. Look at me, precious. Understanding is critical. So here's the question. What voices are you listening to in this critical season? When we are not in the spirit, we are susceptible to wrong voices. How many people are in a wrong place right now? In life, because they listen to wrong voices because they would not walk in the spirit. It's not enough just to hear the voice of God. We need to perceive and understand it. When we fail to walk in the spirit, we fail to be in position to perceive and understand the voice of God. Without the filter of the Holy Spirit, we won't be able to hear what we need to hear. Without God's filter, we won't be able to perceive what we need to perceive. How many times have you seen people claim the voice of God in a thing, but they did not really hear the Lord? But I am declaring that we will have clarity in this hour because here's what the Lord said. He said, my sheep. Oh, are there any sheep in the house? He said, my sheep, huh? they don't hear my voice. They, they, they don't listen to my voice. He said, my sheep know my voice. He said, they know what I'm saying. They understand my call. How many of you can say, preacher, I'm in a season where I want to know his voice and I want to know his plan. Make a little noise if that's you. Come on. Honestly, young person, now more than ever, I want to be in the spirit. I want to lead you as a pastor that is wrapped in the power. Now look at what John said. He said, I heard, and then he said, and I turned. I turned to see. Now who did he turn to see? <laughs> J-E-S, come on somebody, U-S. Do you remember the day you turned? 
Come on. Are you so far removed from when you found Jesus and you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Do you remember the day that you turned? Do you remember the day that he became King of Kings and Lord of Lords in your, in your life? See, I'm asking God to help me as a leader, as a father, as a pastor, as an apostle of God, and an influencer of people to see what I need to see. God, let me see with clarity so I can rise with compassion and I can speak with truth. See, turn implies to convert. Turn implies to repent. Turn replies to go back to where you need to go back to and get connected to what you need to get connected to. But it also means to change. That means this. That means when you see Jesus, you can't help but change. When you really get a glimpse of Jesus, it'll change the way you act, the way you talk, the way you post. Come on. The way you treat people that are different than you, it'll give you compassion. It'll give you empathy. It'll give you determination that when injustice occurs, you'll rise up and speak to it. It'll give you determination that we will find a way to get in the spirit and heal our land. John would have never seen the supernatural power of God unless he had been willing to turn. I want to tell you something. It's time to turn. We've got to make up in our mind that we are not going to regurgitate and recreate and re-experience the things that we've been through. This is a tipping point, but it's also a turning point because there are many of us that said we are ready. I'm talking about people of all color and all background. We are ready to see God heal the land, and we are ready to see a revival that will transcend denomination, race, and culture. How many of you are desperate for me to be a catalyst for change? See, we have to turn from mindsets. We have to turn from mentalities. We have to turn from wrong thinking. We have to turn from ways that we've been taught. We have to turn, let me get real, from sin. Okay, I only get one amen there, but that's okay. Turn from compromise. Hello, we have to even turn from the opinions of others. See, when we are in the spirit and wrapped by his power, we can expect to see great things. And I, we've seen some horrible things. But how many of you are ready to get in faith? <laughs> I said, how many of you are ready to get in faith and see some great things? How many of you are able and ready and willing to say, Pastor, I'm with you. I want to see my nation healed. I want to see my nation healed. I want to see revival in the land. I want to see something powerful. If that's you, make a little noise in the room right now. Now watch this. Many theologians believe that John in this time could have very nearly been blind at this point in his life. In the natural, he couldn't see. If you know the background of John, John was almost completely blind before he died. So in the natural, he was probably almost nearly blind at this point in his life. And, and, and listen, in his time of testing, things were unclear. In this time that he was in, things were unclear in the natural. You, like me, have endured these seasons where things seem unclear. But yet, 2020, we're saying by faith that this is the year of clarity. But sometimes things have to get unclear before they get clear. Sometimes God will show us things we don't want to see to bring clarity. 
Have you ever had times in testing in your life when things were unclear in the natural? Things you used to could see clearly are now unclear. Stuff you used to have clarity about now seems dark and dim. Friends, relationships, security. But listen, there will be times of testing in our life where the things that used to be crystal clear in the natural won't seem so clear anymore. And we feel in those seasons like we are groping. We're feeling those seasons like we are trying to survive. But listen, John survived his time of testing because when he could see nothing else, he could see Jesus. So I am declaring, America, it is time for you to see Jesus. It is time for our nation to see Jesus. Make a little noise if you wanna see Jesus. John had clarity where it counted. God is using this time to give us clarity that this is still going to be the year of clarity. We're gonna come through this with more empathy. We're gonna come through this with more compassion. We're gonna come through this greater. We're gonna, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I take authority over the spirit of hate that will try to even afflict the church. I bind you in the name of Jesus and I declare that we are coming through this, loving each other more, caring for each other more, empathizing for each other more, speaking up for the voiceless, staying true to the cause. If you're tracking with me, give God a mighty praise. Hey! In your greatest times of testing, in our greatest times of testing, here's the answer. We must get in the spirit and we must see Jesus. You know, in times past, truth is, if you wouldn't have gotten your eyes on Jesus and kept your eyes on Jesus, you wouldn't have made it. Never would have made it. Y'all don't make me start singing. I, I said, don't make me go, what is it, Marvin? No, what's it, Marvin Sapp? Don't make me go Marvin Sapp on y'all up in here. Come on, never would have made it. Is there anybody here that could say, if I didn't have Jesus, when people went crazy, if I didn't have Jesus, when my family abandoned me, if I couldn't see Jesus, when folk talked to me about me like a dog, if I couldn't have seen Jesus, I wouldn't have never made it. But if you made it because of Jesus, give him a Jesus praise right now. Things may be unclear. Things may be difficult right now, but keep looking. Tell your neighbor, say, keep looking. Look for Jesus. John was sent there to die, but he did not die. He saw Jesus and he lived. The devil thinks he will destroy us in our time of testing, but we're about to get a fresh glimpse of Jesus. Calvary's about to get a fresh glimpse of Jesus. The church is about to get a fresh glimpse of Jesus. And the devil thinks this test is gonna kill you, but not God. God said, I'm about to show you Jesus in a greater way. Hallelujah. Now watch this. John said, after this, somebody shout after this. No, I, I can't hear you, get radical with me. Shout, shout after this. Yes, sir, he said, after this, my, my, my. He said, I looked, and before me, before me, before me, God, I'm about to run on my own message. I'm about to go old time Pentecost, so y'all won't even know what happened. John said, after this, I looked, and before me, 
there was an open door. Somebody shout open door. Open door implies a door of escape. It implies a door of blessing. It, it implies a door of purpose. It implies a door of direction. See, somebody say after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. After this, I'm going through the door. After this, you need to start expecting some open doors. I want somebody to shout after this. Yeah, I'm going through some open doors. See, God's about to open doors of healing. He's opening doors of empathy, love, justice, revival. After this somebody say open the door yeah 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 after this we have to go through it to get to the door in Jesus name I declare doors of joy are opening in your life doors of prosperity are opening in your life doors of power are opening in your life doors of purpose and restoration opening your life. Doors of direction are opening your life. Doors of miracles are opening your, your, in your life. Doors of anointing are opening in your life. Doors of escape. Doors of ministry. Doors of unity. Doors of power. Doors of understanding. My God, who's going to go through the door with me? Do I have anybody? Come on, let's go. Come on, let's get in the spirit. Let's go through the door. This is our moment. 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 One, two, three, give God a shout. Holler at somebody and say neighbor. If you gotta holler down the road, say neighbor. Say, I don't know about you, but this is my door. Come on, if you believe God is opening a door for the church. Hey, after this, I want it all back and then some. After this, I'm gonna love my brothers and sisters of color more. After this, we're gonna be more united. Hell thinks we'll be divided, but the devil should have left us alone. All he did was get us desperate for the door after this. Now, what's this? He said, after this, uh-huh, the voice that I first heard. See, see, that's what you gotta get back to. The voice that I first heard speaking to me. Some of y'all aren't listening for the voice you first heard. You got to get back to the voice you first heard that convinced you that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. The church has got to get back to hearing to the voice that we first heard. We've got to speak on behalf of the voice that we first heard. He said, he said he was speaking to me, and he said, hey, you, at the dying place, on Patmos, come up here, come up higher. You, you living too low, you listening too low, you responding too low, you acting too low. I want you to come up higher. I can't give you what I wanna give you if you're gonna stay down there. 
I can't, I can't heal you like I want to heal you if you're going to stay down there. If you're going to stay down there in racism, I can't do what I want to do for you. If you're going to stay down there in your opinions, I can't do for you what I want to do for you. If you're going to stay down there in your lust and in your, and in your immorality, I, so come up higher. Come up higher. Let me call you out of your injustice. Let me shake you up because I got something to give you and I got something to show you that you ain't never seen. See, here's... Ha, when this is over, hell's going to wish that it were, he would have left us alone because there are some of us that when we are done, we are coming up higher. Our church is coming up higher. My family's coming up higher. I speak in faith. My nation is coming up higher. Make a little noise if you're ready to go up higher with the pastor. Tell somebody around you, say, stay down if you want to. But I'm coming up higher. Come on, high-five yourself. Come on, high-five yourself. Shake your own hand. Come on, hug yourself. Rock yourself and say, I'm coming up higher. I'm going to a higher level. I'm going to another dimension. I'm raising in my thinking. I'm raising in my receiving. Come up higher, Jesus said. You know what I hear you, Lord. The Lord said, take a 20-second Praise break right now. For everybody that's coming up higher, praise him in your house and praise him. I'm going to wait on you. I've been preaching, but you praise him right now. We're coming up higher, devil. Somebody holler after this. After this, I ain't been through what I've been through to stay in the same place. I ain't cried like I've cried to stay in the same place. I haven't seen what I've seen in the last weeks to stay in the same place. Baby, I am coming up higher. Hallelujah. 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 Breaking, something is shifting. After the injustice, the trouble, the pain, the pandemic, the six months that we can't even find words for, I ain't staying the same. I'm not coming out of this problem the same. I'm coming up higher. Make a little noise if you're coming up higher. Come up higher. Come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, church. Church, come up higher. Church, come up higher. Church, I can't call the world, but I can call the church. Church, come up higher. Folks may want to judge us where we are right now and judge you for where you are right now, but don't let them. Just tell them after this. Huh? We see in the Bible, this mentioned many times in 2 Samuel 8, David said, after this, after this, after this, after this, David smote the Philistines and subdued them. Let me tell you this, y'all don't make me go country. But after this, I'm going to kick the devil's butt every chance I get. 
I am going to kick his blessed assurance. Can I get a witness in this house? After this, I am declaring war on the devil. After the devil only thought I was mad, radical, intense, and Pentecostal and Holy Ghost-filled and spirit-led. After this, I am going to march into hell's kitchen, and I'm going to tell the devil these families will see their children saved. We will see victory manifest. We will see revival in these days. There is an after this. We will be agents of change. We will legislate him through the power of the Spirit of the Lord. You say, Pastor, I don't, I don't know if you understand how bad it is. Well, you ain't John. John was on the Isle of Patmos, but God moved for him. You got to trust God and look at Job. Job lost everything. He lost his family. He lost his money. And the Bible said after this, after this, after this, after this, Job opened his mouth and cursed his day. Don't miss it. He didn't curse his God. He cursed his day. He said, I don't like this day. This day is rough. This day is hard. And it's okay to curse the day, but don't curse the God. Because Job said, if I could keep a right relationship with God, everything that I lost, I only got it in the first place because he gave it to me. And everything that I lost, he'll empower me to get it back. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed his day. But 38 chapters later, it says, after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his daughters and his sons' sons, even four generations. And then the Bible said the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. After this, I need somebody to shout after this. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. I was in the dying place. I was in the, I was, I was in the killing place. I was in the place where conventional logic says I won't survive. But the Lord appeared to me and said, I will show you what must take place after this. Looked like, looked like John was done, didn't it? But if you study his life, you'll find out that after this, John became the bishop of Ephesus. After this, he wrote first, second, and third John. After, after, he made it through the dying place. See, there are some things that must take place Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Hear me now as a father. Don't see me in my color. Don't hear me in my color. Hear me in my call. Because culture and color, all that's important. But nothing is important in kingdom. That's reality. So don't hear me now if you're white, Hispanic, African-American, Asian. Don't hear me in my color. 
my call. Listen, there are some things that must take place after this. We cannot afford to come through this and be the same. We must come through this, and I hosted a conversation that was the beginning, not the finality, but it was the beginning of a thing that I hosted Wednesday night. How many of you watched it and said, Pastor, it was powerful? Come on, here's the deal. I know I'm on the right track. I got cussed out by two people yesterday online, just cussed out. And, and, and all both of them called me a piece of S-H-I-T. Come on, that's what, you're a piece of that They both did me the same way. And I knew that was the devil. And I just told the devil, I'm not even worried about it. You so stinking uncreative, you could at least have some new material. If you're gonna have somebody cuss me out, bring something fresh. You know why? Because there are some things that must take place after this and I cannot afford to be swallowed up in anger. And some of us are mad right now because of what we've seen, but there has to come a moment when your anger turns into resolve. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Wise people know I cannot live angry all my life because if I stay mad, my anger will turn into poison and it will actually defeat and deflect what I'm supposed to be able to change. So God, I can be angry and sin not, but there comes a moment when I have to say, Lord, I'm going to let the anger go and my anger is going to turn into resolve and I'm going to say, not anymore. You can't do that anymore and be quiet about it. You, we can't go through these seasons. You are powerful when your anger becomes your resolve. There are some things that must take place after this. I'm telling you, after this, we're going to have revival. After this, we're going to see a move of God. After this, we're going to see a great awakening. And I declare in faith that everything that the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn it for good. Because we're going to turn after this. The Bible said after this. You say the book of, you study about John's life. Like I said, he became bishop of Ephesus. His greatest days were after the days it looked like that he was going to die. And John was the only disciple who died a natural death. Every other disciple died as a martyr. They tried to kill John but couldn't. They tried to destroy him but couldn't. They dragged him through the streets of Alexandria with horses, thinking that they would drag him and kill him. They rubbed all the skin off of his body. He was absolutely abused. They finally put him in a cauldron, a, a pot of boiling oil, trying to kill him. Though they disfigured him, though it burned his face, though he became unattractive and hard to look at, still he lived. I read an extra biblical legend from that that said after John had endured that and been boiled in that oil that he came by a brook and was caught with his struggling eyesight, a glimpse of his own self in the brook. He saw an ugly, deformed man. He saw a man that had been burned and beaten and abused. And it was at that moment that he, the Lord, just spoke to him. And right at that time, he penned the words, for we know that when we see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. John said, I may not be much to look at right now, but I know that I'm going to see him, and when I see him, I'm going to be like him. There is an after this. Stand to your feet and give God a praise. If you feel like you've heard a prophetic word, there is an after this. You may be lost today. You may feel like you've gone too far away from God. 
You may feel like I can't be restored, blessed, saved, or broke free. After this, Ezra penned these words. He said, and now, O Lord, our God, what shall we say after this? For we have forsaken your commandments. Let me tell you something. It don't matter how far you've gone. There is an after this. With heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're in the room and you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with God. I need desperately an after this. I need a new season. I need freedom. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hands. I'm not where I need to be with God. Pastor, pray for me. If that's you, when I count to three, step up your hand. One, pray for me, Pastor. Two, hands are being raised across the room. Three, set that hand up. I want everybody by live stream, if you need to pray this prayer, let's all put our hands on our hearts. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart, wash it clean in your precious blood. I declare I'm restored, blessed, saved, and you have a plan that is greater than what I've been through. Thank you for after this. If you believe there's an after this, come on, give God a praise. John and Courtney. Watch this. I close with this. Nobody leave for just a moment. I close with this. How many, how many of you feel like you heard a word from heaven? How many of you feel like this is a word for our nation? Come on, this is... Pray to God that men of God have the boldness to stand up and preach and say things that need to be said with boldness and love and clarity. John, not you, John, the John I've been preaching about. He said, and when I turned, I saw him. Sing it. Turn your eyes. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So, so, so if I could tell my people of color anything, I know we've got work to do, but the first thing to do is turn your eyes upon Jesus. Now watch this. Sing it, Courtney. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strange. These are my kids right here. 
And if I could say anything to Caucasian people, I would say determined to be an agent of change, determined to be a person of empathy and love, but turn your eyes upon Jesus. One of the most beautiful parts of worship this morning is when I saw my chocolate son come over and give my vanilla daughter a hug and they made a swirl right there, come on, of chocolate and vanilla. Because they both, who's your daddy? <laughs> come on, who's your daddy? Yeah, these are my children and I love them. I'll always love them. But watch this, watch, don't miss it. They loved and hugged each other. And they both just sang that song, but now sing it together. music pastor, but I think that's called harmony. You didn't give up who you were, and you didn't give up who you were. You still had your voice. You still had your voice. But the beauty of the moment was that though they were different, they sang in harmony. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.